0: Good morning. Hello
1: and welcome to Wildfires. Can I get a little whoop whoop? Whoop. Good morning. It's the way to start the morning. Anyway, welcome to those of you who are online. we are Pete P&B and we lead a church in London called KXC. And we're going to be hosting you this morning and leading you through what's going to be happening.
0: So we're going to start with some family worship. For those in the room, can we invite you to stand? For those at home watching in your pyjamas, whether you're in the living room, the, the kitchen, wherever else, the best way to engage in family worship is to be all in. This isn't a moment to spectate. So, kids, if you're watching right now, I want you to grab mum and dad and say, "I want you to be present to this moment." Access your inner child, and as we celebrate, I want to see dancing. I want to see jumping. I want to see shouting. Come on, um, kids, and I, lead and the I'm way, I'm Teach us. To those in the room as well as those watching from home. We are one big family at Wildfires. We are a family contending for a move of God at this time. And what better way to start than worshiping God as a family? So we're gonna hand over to to Nick and Becky Drake, who are gonna be leading us in family worship. Over to you.
2: Everybody wildfires. And we are so excited to be with you today leading this time of all-age worship. My name is Becky. This is Nick. These are our amazing musicians and team at Gastry in Birmingham. Now, the only way this is going to work right now is if wherever you are, you get up and you get on your feet because these songs have got actions. They're full of energy and we would love you to join in with us today. We're going to start with a song that sings about Jesus' golden rule, which is to love God and love each other with all we've got. Let's do it. Whoa. Us to love other people, you know, the Bible says that actually, as far as the east is from the west, that's how much God loves us. And of course, part of Him loving us is being with us every step of the way. So, however, you're feeling at home today, whether you've had a good day so far or a hard day so far, God, by His love, is here now and He's filling your heart. And he wants to come and walk alongside you. So we're going to sing a song that if you were with us at wildfires two years ago, you will remember from our big celebrations together. It's called Every Step. Here we go.
3: moment just to pray together before our final song. Maybe you just want to call to mind, you want to remember something to say thank you to God for. Something from this weekend that God's already done with you, that He's spoken to you. Maybe just for the fact that it's a fresh new day today, that God's mercy, His love for you is new this morning. Just where you are watching this. Maybe someone in the room could just offer a quick prayer up to God of thanks. Thank you, God, for all you are. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for this new day, God. Thank you for what you're speaking to us. Thank you for how you're guiding us, God. Thank you that you've got great plans for each and every one of us, every age, every stage of life, God. You've got great plans for your kingdom coming through us. And just have a moment longer. just we invite your kingdom to come, God. In every home, every group watching this, more of your kingdom come, we pray. More of your will be done. Amen.
2: Well, our final song together is a song that's based on Jesus' story about the wise man and the foolish man. And if you remember, he said that those who are wise don't go building their houses on sand, which will just wash away, but build their lives on the rock. And the rock is everything we know about what Jesus taught us and how he lived his life. We have confidence that when we build our lives on that rock, We can stand strong, and that's what this song is about. So I would love to just walk you through the actions so you're really clear at home and can do this with us. So we start by saying, build your house on the rock. And every time I say rock, that's exactly what we're going to do. On this land, you won't be knocked. Build your life on the top. Make your home upon the rock. And then for the choruses, with a bit of punch, we go, Stand strong, God is with you. Stand strong, God is for you. Stand strong, Jesus is the rock you're on. And there's a second verse which is quite similar, and you can follow us. And then the final section says, Jesus, you hold the world, so we make a big world in your hands. In your hands, I. I am secure in your plans, in your plans. And we hope and pray this is a blessing for you as we lead you in it now. together. Father, I want to pray a blessing upon every single person watching this and joining with us now. And we give you our homes. We want to, in this moment, also lift our families to God. Let's just begin to give God those things that we care about and worry about. And we want to pray a blessing on those we love, but also on our schools and on our communities and on our churches. It's been a really hard year and a half god is the same god and he is with us oh man so to all of you at wildfires be blessed today be blessed for the rest of your week and we hope to join you in person soon okay but bye for now
1: back we're amazing for those of you who've just missed our amazing family worship we're Pete and b and we're going to be hosting you through this morning and i hope for those that were involved this morning you are exhausted and out of <laughs> breath as much as i am
0: yeah why don't you take a seat both in the room and at home you need to pace yourself because we've got a phenomenal morning ahead for those that missed last night wasn't it incredible anyone Unbelievable. in the room here last night an incredible what message If you missed it, the sessions are going to be on the website, wildfastfestival.com, so you can catch up. My brother Tim opened up preaching from Joshua 3, verse 5. Consecrate yourself today, because tomorrow I'm going to do something incredible amongst you. Essentially, a, a message about holiness. And how movements of holiness precede movements of the Spirit of God. And this is a time where God is preparing us for what is to come. As I said, if you missed it, do catch up on the website wildfiresfestival.com. And if you're on social media right now, um, why don't you use the hashtag Online? If you're watching on the live stream, again, send in prophetic words, any banter, any comments. And we'll try and feed that in as we go through the day. So we've got loads of exciting things lined up for you for today. After lunch in particular, we've got
1: things called labs and there are four streams that are going to be running from 2 to 3 and 3:30 to 4:30.
0: So hopefully some of them are going to appear on the screen now. There's a theology stream hosted by the Bible Society, some phenomenal content. So if if you're theologically curious and want to engage, again, all the details on the website, all of them are going to be over Zoom. So there will be Q&A, so you can really engage in those sessions. So that's the theology stream. There's a revival stream. Again, let's sort of like engage some incredible content from Mark Sayers. Um, Steve Upple's doing a session. Um, I think that's in a different stream. There we go, off the scripts um, stream. And Ken Costa on post-traumatic growth. That's a message he's really carrying. So again, tune in to listen to Ken. We've all heard of PTSD, but what about post-traumatic growth? And these Moments of vulnerability that can create expanse. And there's also a justice stream hosted by Tear Fund. One looking about the environment. Another on the pandemic prayer and the prophetic imagination. Some absolute gold, as I said, on Zoom. So tune in, engage in the conversation. All details on the website, wildfastfestival.com. And I think that's everything. So why don't we stand again? And it is an absolute joy to have Jake join us this morning. Welcome. When we last gathered in person, if you can remember that, two years ago, <laughs> Whiston House, Jake led us in worship and it was a phenomenal time. It's an absolute joy to have you back. It's yeah, so a huge you. welcome. Um, so why don't we pray?
1: Yeah. Lord Jesus, we just welcome you in this moment and this time right now. You know the years that we've all had. You know where we're at right now. But we just lay that at the foot of the cross and choose to come before you now. We bring all of ourselves. We want your name to be glorified. We want to be lost in this moment of worship to you. Just fill us afresh, Lord. Yeah. May our eyes be lifted to you, our hearts be lifted to you. Yeah. Spirit, Would you hear the hunger in our hearts, the longing, the yearning for yes. more of you? Oh, Jesus. Yes, we Jesus. love you, Jesus. We love you. We miss you. Would you come, come into this moment right now?
0: Yeah.
1: We welcome you, Spirit of God. We welcome you
0: just as we're standing just before jake and the band launch in why don't we just begin to lift our voice in praise you might want to offer up prayer articulating your own hunger and desire for god to move amongst us here in the room and on the live stream let's just begin to lift our voices in english in any other Please language welcome in tongues? In. Say if you're at yes. home, encourage you to stand Let your kingdom not to spectate, come, Jesus. Let your engage.
1: kingdom come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come hungry and we are thirsty for your presence.
0: We are hungry and thirsty for your presence. We are longing for more. We long for you, Jesus. We are longing for more. As Jesus. we draw near to you, would you draw, draw near to us? As we draw near to, us, near to you, would you, near to us, would you draw near to us? Jesus. Come, Jesus. Lord Jesus. Pour out your presence. Pour, Pour out your, again. your power we would overflow upon us. Again. We Holy fix Spirit. our eyes on you. Let's go for it.
4: I'll sing the verses, you'll get it. We're coming on the courses. There you go, verse 1. Keep my heart on Him Who saved me from death and hell Keep my eyes on Him Who showed me a grace no end Never known a. I love the forgiveness like this Keep me closer still That's am prophet tells his servant to tell the captain of God go and bath in that water you want something from God humble yourself he doesn't speak to him directly he tells his servant to go and tell him there's an element of humility which God is demanding he's saying you want of me you want more of me what are you willing to do for it Much you're going to be willing to bring yourself low. When we sing, great you, Lord, when lifting Him above ourselves. If you're watching online, you might be in your living room. Wherever you are, I love what David says: "I will not give unto the Lord that which doesn't cost me." I know it's a bank holiday Monday, but right now, I dare you. I dare you. Turn your face to a wall. Bring yourself low. Do whatever it takes. But reposition yourself physically as a reflection of what's going on internally before a holy God. You want something more, then do something more. You want to see more, then position yourself in a new way. We are coming into a new season. We are coming into, and this is not a prosperity thing, I'm talking about a season. Things are changing. We're coming out of something into something new. This requires something new of us our worship, who we are before God. We have to give more. He's kept us to where we are today. Great are you, Lord. Your faithfulness and your love endures forever. From generation to generation, your goodness and your kindness. I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Great are you, Lord. I lift my voice to worship You. Oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what You. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ears. If you know, sing it with me. I love you, Lord, and I lift my. Sovereign Lord and rain, come and rain and I will say myself out with all I've got. I'm letting go to start again. I need your love, that's why I'm here. Waiting outside my life it calls. So while I'm here, I'll give my You are my peace within the storm. Here at the cross I find my own. You are greater. You are greater, Jesus. You are greater than it all. Jesus, you are greater than it all, than it all. Grace and mercy found me, oh, the blood of Jesus is greater. Grace and mercy found me, oh, the blood of Jesus is greater. Sing verse 1 again. I fix my eyes. I fix my eyes upon the cross. Reaching out with all of God. I'm letting go to start again. I need your love, that's why. Waiting outside my life game. So while I'm here I'll keep my own You are my peace within the storm Here at the cross I find my hope sing it together You are great You are great Jesus you are greater than it all ends. You are greater Jesus you are greater than Let our expectations be managed by who he is, who the scriptures say he is, his goodness and his kindness, in Old Testament, New Testament, from generation to generation. May our expectations of what we encounter in the temple overflow into the marketplace, being people of faith and revival, renewed by his spirit and his presence. Come and find things to praise the Lord. Church leadership is not going to be the same. It will not revert back to what we've known. Families will not be run the same way we've known. God has been too kind and too good, He's held us through a pandemic. Everything that can be shaken has been shaken, and our God still remains faithful and kind. Praise the Lord. You are greater, Jesus, You are greater.
1: she anda ra she anda ra khole anda ra koti anda ra qaji da ra she anda halala ya rabu ku anda ra beshi she anda ra she she
0: presence Jesus Thank we you, Jesus. love your presence Thank you, Jesus. our souls desire your presence above all else Thank you, God. one of the signs of God's presence in a place is that people begin to hear his voice Prophetic words begin to flow as God reveals his heart for us, his plans, his purposes. He speaks prophetic words that strengthen, encourage, comfort his church. And boy, do we need strength right now. Boy, do we need comfort where we're hurting. And boy, do we need comfort. In the very core of our being so we say come holy spirit speak to your church here as we gather in gastry across the uk for all those watching internationally come and speak and we're just going to create a moment of listening if you're watching on the stream you sense god speaking just put it in the chat if you're in the room, in a minute, we're just going to create some space to come and share what we sense the Lord saying. come Jesus. For those that do come in a minute, I want to encourage you to keep it brief. Not many sermons, just a sense of what you sense the Father wanting to speak over his sons and daughters. Come, Holy Spirit. Come Jesus. Come. It might be that there's a, a song in the room. If that's you, just be bold, just sing out.
5: embers low in your heart just know surely now I breathe in on them again I see those prayers you pray some time ago just hear my words I hear those prayers again oh, I see your tears Sitting way back there Would you know that I'll wipe them away again Because I'm the Lord Stood from my throne Coming close again To call you home telling you it's gonna look like something new new worlds breaking up from the ground altars built from faith moments I'm telling you it's not what, what you've read about I see those embers there I send my spirit to fan into flame Revival fires again. I hear new prayers, your praise, full of faith in me again. I'll answer swiftly. I'm coming again. I see new tears you cry where you weep for the lost and the broken. And the justice of heaven will prevail as I come once again. Those embers there, yeah. it's enough. Thank you, Jesus. Praise
0: you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You um,
6: in worship, I was lying on the ground and uh, could feel the beat of the drum um, reverberating all over my body. And it was as though the beat of the drum was overtaking my own heartbeat. Um, and I felt... A sense that if there are um, people watching or people in the room, um, and it is as though your heart is failing, you are hearing the call um, to revival stirring, um, but it doesn't feel as though your own heart can pump blood throughout your own body, talk less, and um, flow life to the world, and um, feel like there is an invitation from the Spirit of God for you to incline your ear, ear to hear the heartbeat of God, and for His heartbeat to animate your being and for the life of the eternal one the one who is himself the fountain of life to pour into you and pour out of you so father in the name of Jesus we receive the newness of life the life that only you can bring the life that only you can pour out of us every failing heart come to life every failing heart come to life receive receive afresh. Of the Spirit of God. Yes.
1: amen,
7: amen. Thank you. Yes, Spirit. Spirit.
0: Just Spirit of God. Spirit of God. words coming through the live stream. of couple of weeks ago when I was praying it was really windy and I just got a sense that God was clearing up the atmosphere then we had Pentecost Sunday and in the scripture it said the Holy Spirit came down with the sound of a rushing violent wind and filled the whole room and we keep singing and saying that we need another Pentecost so send the fire today just a strong sense that God is clearing the atmosphere sending His Spirit another word that came in from somewhere else a time that straw is blown away and things built and silver and gold will remain so Lord we recognise it's happening there is a shaking Lord we know that that which is of the kingdom will remain but Lord anything else blow it away blow it away just that's uh, amazing I had a dream last night and in this dream I was in our kitchen and this wind came and it began to rip the the doors off our Kitchen, you have this kind of patio doors out to the garden, ripping it off, and I was like, ah, you know, trying to like, what's going on? But this wind just couldn't be contained, and it just blew these doors wide open. I just think I hadn't quite clocked it, but those words it relates. So, so Lord, we we recognise and we believe that you're speaking, and we ask that you would do that. You'd blow open the doors of our buildings, blow open the doors of our hearts, and just we say yes. We don't know what it looks like, but we say yes to your Spirit coming in power and leading us wherever you want to lead us. Just another word, and I think it does tie in, of of that wind. Destroying that which isn't in alignment with the kingdom, but maybe also creating a sense of expanse, blowing the doors off to create bigger space for God to move. This word came in. You cannot hold God between your hands. You cannot fold him into the boxes you feel the need to fill your life in. And you cannot bind and define his borders with your words, no matter how hard you try to pin him down. God is bigger. He's bigger than you. He's bigger than your hopes, your expectations, your deep desires. He's bigger than anything you can reconcile through your mindset or the mindset of the world that you've grown up in. He's operating on a whole other scale. And he's inviting you to come and meet him there. Stop trying to draw God into a space you've already defined He has and is more than your artificial boundaries. There will always be more every day of your life. And that is far greater, a far greater cause for joy than fear. Just one more came in from the States. Someone was praying. These are the things I heard and felt from the Lord. I saw a large chunk of gold and heard the Lord say, multiply it. The UK has resources that are meant to serve the nations around the world. You will need a strategy for multiplying them, both spiritual and a natural strategy. I see jars of oil that won't run out as it's used where the Lord is guiding you to use. But there's also strategic planning for how to multiply it as you go. Then I saw a picture of you building the house, and I heard the Lord say, Build the framework bigger. Build the framework bigger. So, Lord, we thank Lord you that Lord your Jesus, word come, never returns Jesus, to you empty.
1: Come, Lord Jesus.
0: You don't speak to show off that you know what we're going through. You speak because you create through your spoken word. And when you speak, things come into being. So we say, may it be so. Yeah. May this wind come rushing in upon us mm. to shape that which needs to be shaken and to create space for what you're going to do next. We say, come, Holy Spirit
1: just had um, this sense of like people, some people hearing these words and they're like, yes, yes, I want to believe that I want to get there. I believe this true but there's like this block and I felt like um, when we're in worship I've just felt such oppression over me recently and as I was worshipping and Jake was leading it I felt it lift and I felt it shift and I was able to like this is true and I could proclaim it and I just felt like the Lord wanted to lift off people an oppression that's stopping them to truly own these truths and walk into the realities of what God says he is and what he is going to do so if that's you you just know recently you've been struggling with this Um, it's like an unexplained heaviness in your being. That's just like this cloud that's hovering over you and it's nothing you are doing. There's nothing you are doing. I just want to pray it off you now in the name of Jesus that you could walk into the truth and the promises of this gift of faith, of this season, this time. So Holy Spirit, would you just come now and I break the power of oppression in the name of Jesus. We take authority over it now where it's over our nation, it is over certain people in this time and we ask for the power of Jesus to lift it now. now, lift it now. Just receive God's power over you right now to lift that off you so that the heart and your spirit and your mind can connect with the truth that he is bigger and he reigns and he has the victory. Come Holy Spirit.
8: Yeah, a slightly weirder one. I was leaving my house in Nottingham today <laughs> and I went to lock up and I felt to grab a rubber duck that sat uh, sat in my study for a long time and I think I took this to my baptism when I was a teenager and um, so I went back in and I packed it into my bag and um, I felt there was a word of knowledge and I think it might be someone in the room or online and you had a dream last night about a rubber duck and you saw clearly, and you woke up this morning, you told a friend about it, you texted, I had the weirdest dream about a yellow rubber duck. <laughs> and, um, I, and there was just a word for you. I mean, the first thing is that God just wants to uh, mark you to say that he knows you and that he loves you and that he's with you right now. Um, but the second thing, I just saw a river. Oh gosh, I just saw a river of yellow rubber ducks. Um, and I was recently, just last week, I was in the Lake District and there was this amazing river there, a huge river and massive waterfalls coming down from the mountains and it was so noisy. And I just felt like God was saying that um, this was never about your ability to swim. This was never about your ability to fight the water, but to surrender and to let the river of God just take you on and take you on. And I think there's something about becoming a fool for Christ case in point, and, and just letting the river take you, and what I, felt, what I felt was that for so long you've been discounting yourself from stuff that God's calling you into, because you thought, well, I can't swim, I can't white water raft, you think that you need to be impressive, you think you need to build yourself up, you just need to be a rubber duck, taken by the Spirit of God down the water, and other things will just follow you, and it starts with surrender. So if that's you and and you had that dream last night, you're online, you're in this room, God's word to you today, I believe, would be surrender. Let him take you where he'd have you be.
0: Amen. 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 So, Lord, yeah, we pray that into me. Lord, we know that your river flows from the temple, from your heart. And we could just tread in it ankle deep. We could go knee deep. We could go waist deep but we want to go into the heart of the river where our feet are off the ground and we're taken by your spirit out into the world. Yes, Yes. we want to revive in the church, but we long for that because we also want to see an awakening in the culture. So spirit lead us where you want to take us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Feel free to take a seat. What a time of worship and (laughs) and the prophetic. Amazing. The program has been blown out of the water, but that's beautiful, right? When God moves, that's what's meant to happen.
1: What's meant to happen next, Mike? Yes, Do you want to come join us, Mike.
0: How can you follow that? And the only way is is by talking about an offering. offering. So <laughs> over to you. That,
5: thanks. And <laughs> we're also going to invite Peter. Um, Actually, to be totally honest, everything that's just happened totally just fits with what Pete and I were discussing about next year. So, Pete, why don't you share what you were feeling, and I'll pick up afterwards.
9: Yeah, that was an amazing time of of worship and prophetic word. Keep those coming. Um, You know, one of the great joys of Sammy's and my life is being part of this little crew at the heart of of wildfires uh, with Mike and with uh, Ness Wilson, who I think is going to be speaking in a little bit. Uh, and with ken costa uh, with tim and rachel hughes uh, pete and b hughes adam heather it's just an absolute uh, joy and uh, we were sitting around at the tail end of 2018 after the first wildfires which was incredible saying what on earth do we do next and we sensed um we didn't want to just run a conference you know there are certain people who sort of do the conference circuit and you invite them and whatever. like, what does God want to impart to us and if it's not too pretentious, even to the UK? And uh, someone said, uh, you know, who, who is it that's carrying what we so desperately need in our churches? And we came up with the craziest idea, that we should invite someone who's not... Um, you know, on the conference circuit, doesn't come and speak at Christian events, but is one of the great leaders in the world today. In fact, Newsweek uh, said that this man is in the top 50 most influential leaders on earth out of everybody. And his name is Pastor Enoch Adeboye. And he is the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God uh, in Nigeria. And that is a church movement that is multiplying thousands of churches around the world. Here in the UK, it's headed up by our dear friend, uh, uh, Pastor Agu. Uh, they, they will often have 40,000 people praying all night. And, and, you know, we just thought oh, my goodness, we long to see churches multiply. We long to see tens of thousands praying. We, we long for what they've got. And uh, isn't it time, particularly as white Christians, that we humble ourselves in front of a global statesman who happens to be black and say, please, we need what you have got. And uh, the problem is that he doesn't come and speak at things. And wildfires is kind of about the size of his usual coffee rotor. so why would he? Um, but Ken Costa is, is very, an extraordinarily well-connected man. He managed to get an audience uh, with Pastor Enoch and, uh, and, and asked him if he'd come. And Pastor Enoch looked in his, his schedule and said, I, I'm busy then. And Ken fastened him with a beady stare and said, unless God wants you. Here, and uh, would you pray about it? And then the message came through. I've prayed about it, and I believe God wants me with you at the Whiston Estate, at your tiny little event of a few thousand people. And it was a most extraordinary moment as he arrived, um, and, you know, with his sort of line of beautiful Mercedes. It was quite impressive. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. All these guys in their suits, some idiot, on our leadership team, had, we had these big letters that said wildfires on the Western Estates. Someone had swapped the W for an M.
5: It wasn't, it wasn't me.
9: And so <laughs> this great moment as this global statesman, top 50 in the world, sweeps past this thing that says mildfires. <laughs> you just can't... I mean... Anyway, he came and we had this moment where he, he he and his team laid hands on those of us who were there and prayed for us and commissioned us to carry the fire. One of the words that's been coming through uh, through the chat is, I see fires being lit in villages and towns around the, the nation. And we believe something happened, Mike, in that moment of impartation from Pastor Enoch. And listen, it's not all about us. We're a tiny, tiny part of what God is doing, but we're trying to be faithful. And maybe it is significant that before you know the wonderful just uh, uprising of cry for for, for racial uh, justice and reconciliation went up in the earth a bunch of us, a few thousand of us have got on our faces and said, uh, you as a, as a Nigerian leader, we need what you have got. And I was getting emails behind the scenes of people saying you shouldn't be inviting for, for these reasons, you know, checklist one, two, and three. And I was just like, do you know what? We've got to get over ourselves and stop, you know, as Nikki Gamble says, stop saying what's wrong with other people and start saying what's right with them. What can we honor in them? What can we get from them? What we can, how can we bless them and celebrate God in them? And I'm so glad we did. And uh, one of the things that Pastor Enoch said, you know, as he came in, he spoke in this tent with such quiet dignity, unbelievable authority. And he just looked around us and said, hmm, you are going to need a Bigger tent, this is a tiny tent. We were quite impressed, weren't we, Mike? I liked the tent. We thought it was a big tent. And
5: I felt when he said it, he was like looking straight through me and inside I'm like, no. And then my heart's going, okay, whatever you say.
9: (laughs) But but he's like, this is a tiny tent and you're gonna need a bigger tent. Now listen, that was the last time we were together. Who knew what was about to unfold? Who knew what this uh, rolling out was gonna look like? But this is the second year we've been online. And please God, by the grace of God, we want to be back together at the Winston Estate this time next year. And I believe that in the eyes of the Lord, it will be the blinking of an eye from the last time when Pastor Enoch was with us to us being back together again, having come through some kind of a fire of testing. And so um, we've been talking as a team and saying, there is something in that word that we're not going to back down, but we're going to push forwards. And uh, you know, if, if one of the great uh, Christian leaders in the world today had the grace to come and be amongst us and say, you must prepare for bigger things. And then a word came in today that Pete just read from Tulsa, Oklahoma, someone who doesn't know anything about that, saying you must increase your structures. You need to make bigger structures because the British voice needs to speak into the nations. You've gotta multiply what God is doing here Listen, we just got to hear the voice of the Lord. And so what we're sensing is that when we reconvene next year, we, we're not just going to like try and survive. We are going to push into gathering and growing and responding to that prophetic word, that word of faith from Pastor Enoch Adeboye. And so that's got really practical implications. And Mike, I'm going to leave the platform because this is your bit. You always leave me with the practical By the way, wasn't that, wasn't that a great song from Mike? I mean, there is no end to this man's talents. (laughs)
5: Let's stay on this. Um, Okay. Pete used an interesting word, Pete used, about an offering. Actually, I want to change that word. The wildfire's journey is that we're all participants. We're fellow pilgrims of this. And we actually want to invite everybody to give to a bigger tent we're going to double its capacity and what it involves to do that as a marker of faith that actually what is happening now, and what's been happening online, you need to understand in a field, it's a few thousand. Wildfires online has reached, oh, last year it was 18,000 people participated from online live and then the coming days afterwards. And already we know that over 10,000 people are viewing wildfires. You are viewing. So we've got to increase the landscape. And so the invitation is to give in faith to increase the capacity. It's a faith thing. And it's, that's our flag in the ground. And then within that, I actually want to say very boldly, Wildfires 2022 is going to be in a field next year. Yes. And we can have that festival food. We're going to be back in the Western Estate. But actually, we're going to go back, and we would have increased our territory and capacity as our vision is increasing also. So this is what you can do. On your screen is a QR code. You can take a photo of that, and you can give via that QR code. You can text directly from the number that's on there. But equally right now, every single one of us that are involved would have been sent an email right now with all the ways that you can give so you don't miss it. But I want you to understand this. This is an active of faith. Yeah. We are putting something in the ground of what we believe the Lord is doing and going to do. And actually, so let's humble ourselves with our wallets
9: and give. And Mike, you've done some because We just thought, um, just but do be do giving as I'm chatting now, but we just thought it would be so typical, particularly of British people, that someone like Enoch had comes in with a word like that. And we go, oh, that was nice. It was metaphorical. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Do you know? How lovely. Wasn't that encouraging? Who's got the next word? And it just has to come a point we go, look, when God speaks, we've got to react. And, and so I said to you, can you cost up? Because yes. you, you said to me, it's all very well, but there's a lot of costs with a bigger tent. Yes. How much does an extra... So, we're we're going to say
5: we're going to go, it will be £30,000 for that to double its capacity and have a a seat to sit your bum on.
9: Okay, fantastic. And some of you, this isn't just a moment where you're going to give and say, yeah, uh, we want to see this thing grow. This is a moment you're going to make a decision, even watching in other countries, of I'm going to get on a plane, I'm going to be there this time next year. You're going to come and join us because you're sensing there's something of God in this. And, and I just want to say this, this is not about growing wildfires. Right. And it's actually not about revival. This is about the fact that Jesus Christ is alive. We love him and we want him to be uh, loved and known and his power released In the nations at this time and so we got to come together pray for that build relationships for that conspire for that think about it and begin to just grow our faith so that that's the heart behind this it isn't about growing an event it's about releasing a vision
5: so whilst you're doing that we want to give you a snapshot into 2022
0: Unbelievable, who's excited? (laughs) Maverick City joining us, The House is joining us and many other guests are gonna be with us. So again, book your tickets, join us for what we believe is gonna be an incredible time together. Um, We're now gonna have our, our preach, Ness Wilson, who heads up an amazing church in Loughborough Open Heaven is joining us. Now Ness is the sort of head of the pioneer family of churches. I know there's a number of pioneer churches who are joining us online um, at Wildfires for the first time. So a massive welcome to you if you're watching now. Ness has been one of the voices that B and I have been leaning into during lockdown. She's just had so much to say and has modeled something beautiful in the area of building community, strengthening relationships on the ground, and serving those around. So I, I want to encourage us to lean in right now as we learn from Ness. So let's pray and then I'll hand over to Ness. So Holy Spirit, would you come now? And Lord, we ask that you'd open our ears to hear your voice, that you would plant seeds in our hearts, water them, that they might grow and abundance would come about through this word that's planted today. So come and speak to us, King Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, over to Ness.
10: Hello, everyone. Well, it is so good to be with you today as we are gathering together to contend for another great Awakening in this land with such a history of awakenings and moves of God, and we need God to move at this point like never before in our lifetimes. I've moved from being hungry for another great awakening to being absolutely desperate for another great awakening, desperate on a society level as we rebuild together again after such trauma, after such disorientation, and desperate on a personal level to see an awakening that brings power and breakthrough and healing into the lives of people that I love. You know, Tim talked so powerfully last night about holy fire, about the need to consecrate ourselves before God, to be ready to hold the power and the presence of a holy God who wants to move through this land. And so we need to be consecrated in order to contend. But I also believe we need to be connected in order to contend. To contend well, we need to connect well. We need to be both consecrated and we need to be connected. We need to connect well as we rebuild community in our church families. We need to connect well as we seek to continue to invest in the friendships in our streets and into our neighborhoods. And we need to connect well across the streams of God's church because unity brings a blessing and it opens up the windows of heaven. To contend well, we need to connect well. One of the key images of wildfires alongside the holy fire and uh, the wildfire is the campfire. Because the campfire, it's the place where relationships and connection allow the spirit of God to move. You know, the holy fire of Pentecost is always followed by the campfire of community. So we know, don't we, that in terms of rebuilding connection in our church families, man, that has been contested. The sense of community has been significantly challenged. Being physically disconnected and dislocated from each other has led to some relational rubble that needs to be cleared away. I've recently talked to our church locally about everyone committing to crossing one relational threshold. Perhaps for some it's an attitude that they have to deal with. Perhaps it's around forgiving somebody that you just feel a bit let down by and a bit disappointed by. Perhaps for others, the attitude is around needing a supernatural grace to be able to pour on others who perhaps had a very different opinion and approach to COVID and lockdown over these last 14 months. Or perhaps it's committing to pray for somebody in your church community that you struggle with. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says this, I can no longer condemn or hate a brother or sister for whom I pray, no matter how much trouble they cause me. So for some, the relational threshold that they need to cross in order to help to rebuild community and connection in our church families, is attitudes, it's the inner world. For some, for others, it's an action, something that's appropriate to where you are at without violating your conscience. Perhaps it's arranging a phone call or a walk with somebody that you've missed. For some, it's crossing the threshold of having others over for a meal and sitting again at a table, the place of community, connection, and healing. For others, it's making the effort, crossing the threshold to join a larger gathering. Friends do something to rebuild connection and community, wherever it is that you're at. And we understand everyone's at different places in this journey, but wherever you're at, take one small but brave step to cross a relational threshold. You know, if the logs in a fire pit get spread out from each other, they do burn for a while, but they struggle long-term to see a raging and a roaring fire. And so it is with us, because we are made as relational beings. We are made in the image of a God who is relational, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are made to flourish in the context of human relationships. Community is to the human spirit what food and water are to the human body. We cannot live without relationships. We're deeply wired for relationships. And when we get dislocated and disconnected from others, we just shrivel up on the inside. You know, we have coped, haven't we, even adapted to church being on screens and being physically separated from each other. But it doesn't mean to say that that's God's design, the best way to do church and community and discipleship, which is life on life and unity. Church is people, and it's the relationships between those people. You know, I do think the church has done an amazing job of going online. I've just felt so proud of the church in the UK watching how everyone has transitioned and done it so well. It's estimated another 12.5 million people are now accessing online church who weren't connected to church before. And the latest research shows the three main reasons for people connecting with online church are these. 35% wanted community because we're made as relational beings. 47% are spiritual seekers, that thrills me. It's like the spiritual hunger in our nation is rising. 13% are those who are coming back to church. So what mustn't happen as restrictions lift is that we just drop these people. They matter to God and so they should matter to us. So the church must stay online, we have no option on that. Most churches I know are becoming hybrid and are doing a really good job at that. You know, we need to find ways to know the people behind the metrics and help them to become disciples and followers of Jesus. But when Jesus came, John 1 verse 14 tells us, he came in the flesh. And he made his dwelling amongst us. And then we know, don't we, as Jesus gathers his disciples, it says in Mark 3:14, he appointed 12 that they might be with him. That's what Jesus did. He appointed 12, they might be with him. And so it follows, doesn't it, that after the disciples were with him for those three years, eating meals together, you know, walking, talking, I'm sure there was some brilliant banter that went on with them all. They were learning, they were observing, they were having a go. It follows that when Jesus died and rose again, those same disciples just carried on doing what they had seen Jesus doing. That's what we see in the early church. Acts chapter two, Acts chapter four, they were with each other. Now, of course we know, don't we? Physical proximity has not been possible for very good reasons. And for some, perhaps with underlying health reasons, physical proximity may not be wise for a while longer. For others, there's psychological reasons that maybe feels it's just too overwhelming to be meeting up in larger groups and you'll need to take it step by step, maybe in smaller settings, maybe outside. But for others still, you've just simply got out the habit of being with people meeting with others. You know, it takes six weeks to form a habit. We've had 14 months where a habit's become quite deeply ingrained. But as and when you do feel safe to do so, I just feel we cannot forget the encouragement from Hebrews 10, verses 24 to 25 that says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but by encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. We are called, at whatever point is right for you on your journey, we are called to be together, to meet together, to spur each other on towards love and good deeds. And even if meeting up right now doesn't feel right for you, why don't you make a decision, a kind of inner resolve, maybe once you are fully vaccinated up, you've had your double dose, that you make a decision, you're gonna crush the threshold to begin to be with other people. There is something about being with each other that allows God's love to be demonstrated. It's what the verse says, we spur each other on towards love and good deeds. I remember arriving at Loughborough University as a fresher and uh, you know, got to know lots of different people at lots of parties, but I also connected with the Christians that were in my hall group. And at the end of the fourth week of term one, I got a phone call saying that my dad had had a heart attack and was in hospital. Immediately, I turned to the other followers of Jesus, who I had only known for a matter of weeks, and I asked them to pray. And I saw this incredible wave of love that was demonstrated towards me. One said there and then, he had a car, I'll drive you. Now, the three hours to the hospital so that you can see your dad. Another wrote me a note promising to pray and gave me some really good Bible verses just to hang on to and hold on to in that scary time. Another said that they would communicate with the lecturers and the hall wardens and let them know what was going on. And when I got back to my hall a few days later, after being at home and being reassured that my dad was going to be okay. My friend Joe came into my room, this was in week five, literally walked into my room and said, Ness, how do I become a Christian? And you know, I look back and I should have responded with great faith and this, you know, explanation of salvation and led it to Jesus there and then. But you know what I did? I was like, kind of bewilderingly said, Why do you want to become a Christian? But this was her answer, and this has never left me. She said, Because I have never seen the kind of love that you Christians have got. I have not seen that in my family. I have not seen that in my friendship groups. I have never seen that kind of love demonstrated anywhere. And you know, it reminded me, it's essentially what she said was a paraphrase of John 13, 34 to 35, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another and by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so being together allows God's love to be demonstrated And loving others is hard work at the best of times, but after a pandemic and after being separated, you know, that's really hard. But we cannot give up on it. We cannot give up on restoring relational connection. Our small, brave steps are all part of us really demonstrating God's love. And you know, it's not just for us, it's for the sake of our our villages, and our towns, and our cities. Because we can only bring relational health and life to our streets, to our campuses, to our cities, when we ourselves are a community that are relationally whole and healthy. On a really micro level, we know, don't we, that some marriages have been under strain during lockdown. And friends, I just want to say, you know, let others in, get help quickly. Hold on to the vows that you made for better, for worse. 2020 2021 probably fall into the category of the for worse. But let me encourage you as you hold on to each other, you hold on to God, you hold on to those vows that as we go forward, 2022 and beyond will hopefully be in the for better category So we need to connect well as we rebuild community within our church families, within our homes. To contend well, we need to connect well. And then secondly, we need to connect well locally. You know, there's been some brilliant things that have happened in terms of our streets and our neighborhoods. It matters to God where we live. And amongst all the losses of lockdown, one of the great gains has been the way that we've got to know the names of our neighbors and they have become friends. As we share our lives together with others, it becomes easier to share our faith with others. I think it was from Pete Hughes, I first heard the phrase, postcode perseverance. And over the last 14 months, friends, we've done that on steroids, haven't we? Like, goodness me, postcode perseverance. We've put deeper roots down into the soil of our localities than ever before. We have worked from home. Our leisure and entertainment has been at home. We've even holidayed at home. And this rootedness, I do believe, will bear fruit. Many followers of Jesus instinctively became catalysts of community when we first went into lockdown, and we were the same. You know, our road is called Toot Hill Road, and as soon as we went into lockdown, and uh, you know, obviously everyone was scared, we formed a WhatsApp group, we put notes through people's doors, you know, is there anything practical you need doing, just kind of let us know, and, and, and here's the number for the WhatsApp group, and this group has now grown to about 45 people. But the first thing we did to just try and create a sense of community of what essentially was was pretty much a group of strangers was Two Hills Got Talent. And we had this like WhatsApp talent show of people did recording of all kinds of crazy stuff from magic shows, karaoke singing, DIY skills, drumming, and even a dog doing tricks. It all went on to the WhatsApp group. And we had this kind of funny Two Hills Got Talent. And that was closely followed by two hill bake-off. And so we had then 13 different entries of show-stopping cakes. They were dropped off at my house. I took photos of these mouth-watering entries and sent them round to everybody else in the neighborhood, then took them round to the homes of the assigned judges. And the anticipation built during the day as the judges' results were coming in, and finally we could announce third, second, and first places. And as the bakers revealed their identities, messages of congratulations abounded within the group. And it just felt Like this is community starting to be built amongst a group of strangers. And we did best gift of the week, the street party on VE Day, the great front garden giveaway where everyone was obviously decluttering, no charity shops were open just put everything we didn't want in our front gardens and people could come and just choose what they wanted. We did a picnic. We did the great Christmas light switch on where at five o'clock on the first Saturday of December, it was all, you know, in darkness and everyone at the same time switched their lights on and great claps and cheer and mulled wine. We made hanging baskets with flowers for anyone who wanted them, bringing color and life to our streets. And perhaps my most favorite moment of all, was a moving thank you to the legend who runs our corner shop. You know, in order to keep both his customers safe and his family safe, he chose to live in the flat above the corner shop and not go back home to his family home. He hand-delivered groceries to those who were shielding. He went over and above the call of duty again and again, and as a result, the sense of gratitude grew and grew across our neighbors. And so we decided to scheme together to just show him how much we appreciated him, to bless him, to thank him. And so one neighbor who's quite creative made a huge great big thank you card and inserted lots of blank pages in it. I then invited everyone else to write home written notes of appreciation, specific thank yous to him for what he had done and how he had been to them. And that then was got, that got stuck into this card and this card fast became a book And then we thought it'd be wonderful to bless him and his family, maybe with a gift of money so that they could go out for a treat as restrictions lifted. And I invited the neighbors to contribute, thinking, I don't know, maybe we might raise a hundred pounds, but money kept on pouring through the door, literally through the letterbox, notes coming through, and we ended up raising 500 pounds. And so on a prearranged day, after one of the last NHS claps, um, he was out, you know, clapping, And uh, we all knew this kind of, this great big plan had been concocted. And then I uh, went towards him with this big thank you card and this gift of 500 pounds with about 80 people from all the surrounding streets, clapping, whistling, cheering, a great big cacophony of noise for a neighborhood that had become a community of friends. There's a little video that uh, we took that shows you the moment we gave him the card. (laughs)
0: We're very grateful Paul, you're a legend.
10: You know now we've got a couple of neighbors on our street who are accessing church online, and good conversations are happening. So we need to connect well both in terms of our church families, and we must keep on connecting in terms of our friendships with our neighbours. Don't let up now that some kind of normality is hopefully returning. Don't stop connecting, don't stop investing. When restrictions do finally lift, you know, a street party, a barbecue would really be fitting to be able to together continue to create community. So I do believe part of contending for another great awakening is continuing to connect well with our neighbors and on our streets. And then thirdly, we need to connect well across the streams of God's church. You know, when the Spirit of God came at Pentecost, the disciples there were supernaturally given 15 different languages that were the very languages of those that were spoken in the crowd. I love that the very thing that separated them was removed. A mark of God's spirit moving is that we see how our similarities are greater than our differences. The Holy Spirit at work in us allows for our hearts to be orientated towards grace, towards one another, towards thinking the best of other parts of God's church in your town or your city, towards speaking well of each other across the streams and denominations and networks. And it allows for something like wildfires to connect us all together, the church in the UK, coming together under a common cause to contend for another great awakening. You know, we are a bunch of friends from across different networks and streams and denominations with a passionate pursuit after the presence of God and a desperation for him to move again with another great awakening in our nation. And it's that similarity that is far more important and far stronger and bigger still than any kind of small differences there might be in style or culture. So we contend together when we connect together across the streams and locally as well. Um, I love some of the unity stuff that's happened just in Loughborough where I live. We've got a mission statement as part of the unity movement and it says this, there is one church of Loughborough with multiple expressions centered on Christ to transform our community. There's only ever one church in a town or city but when we begin to use that language, It's like it changes our mindset, our worldview, and we begin to live like that. So it's not just a strap line for us. It's got legs on it. It means, for example, the church building that Open Heaven, the church I lead, uses is a building partnership. It's a share with our friends who are part of the Elim congregation. So the building is used all day, every day well, not quite at the moment, but in time, again, it will be, by two congregations. We've had in Loughborough a messy church that was planted between three congregations, a team made up of three different churches. On Pentecost Sunday, just gone, we gave out hundreds of bags of blessing together across God's church, the one church across the town. You know, a united church makes God's love visible so I just want to end with Romans 15 5-6 may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ So friends, we need to connect well in order to contend well. Connect well across our local families. Take one relational step towards rebuilding community. We need to continue to connect well in our streets and our neighborhoods. You know, don't take your foot off the gas on that. We need to keep pushing in because there's something about relational proximity that will allow the spark of the Holy Spirit to spread like wildfire. And we need to continue to connect well across the streams and the networks and the denominations. And I can't think of a better cause to connect well together than we come together to contend for another great awakening, amen.
0: So why don't we stand, whether you're in the room watching this on the live stream, together let's stand. We don't have long left this morning but we want to use this time to engage in prayer so come holy spirit love what ness said that the holy fire of pentecost led to the campfire this incredible move of unity every tribe and tongue gathered part of our contending right now for a move of god is connecting well with one another on our streets, in our churches, across the streams and denominations that we might represent. What we're gonna do right now is engage in prayer, joining the prayer of Jesus, John 17, before He ascends to be with the Father. His final prayer is for unity, that just as He and the Father are one, that we might be one so that the world knows that we are loved by God, that we're his sons and daughters, that his family. So come, Holy Spirit, fill this room, fill the virtual rooms as people engage. Come, Holy Spirit. And just as the the band begin to ramp things up just before we close in worship, I want to invite us all just to begin to lift our voices, to pray for unity. If you're watching this from home, you might want to do something creative, maybe just stand at a window looking out upon your street. If you're in a flat with a good view, why don't you go to the window that looks out upon the city? And let's just begin to pray for unity in our communities. We've seen what's happened over the last years. Everyone's been longing for a greater measure of racial unity. We're longing for a greater measure of unity across the board, in communities, within our families, within our churches. So can we just begin to lift our voices if you don't know what to pray? We're given the gift of tongues as as a vehicle for us, praising God and praying to God. Let's just begin to lift our voices. Holy Spirit, would you come? Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you pour out a greater measure of unity in our churches, on our streets, in our communities, in this nation, across the world that you so love? Holy Spirit, come and make us one. Let's just continue to lift our voices. This is part of our contending, praying for unity in our land. Spirit, would you come? Spirit, would you come and heal our land? Spirit, would you come? And we're going to begin to worship God, but as we worship God... As we fix our eyes on Him and declare His praises, as we do that, we are praying for the Spirit to be poured out to bring unity in our nation, unity across our churches, unity on our streets. So let's worship as we contend.
4: I'll serve sang this song two years ago, kind of puts God front and center. I'll serve no other God but you, your way, only you, have the glory, you can have it all, I'll serve no other God. I'll serve no other God but You, Yahweh, only You have the glory, You can
7: have it all.
1: What a morning! Huge thank you, huge thank you, Jake. What a morning! Huge thank you, Ness, for such an amazing message, and just we've got so much more in store. So stay tuned. Thank you for joining us this morning, and don't forget the labs at two to three and three
0: thirty to four thirty. Yep, and a reminder: if you want to give to, to build a bigger tent for next summer again, all the details. On the website, wildfiresfestival.com. Let's engage in faith that God is doing extraordinary things through this Wildfires family. So have a great afternoon and see you tonight. I think 8 p.m. We're going to regather. See you tonight. God bless everyone and goodbye.